Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Support for this podcast comes from Healthnetics. Do you have nagging aches and pains from your younger, more athletic days? Healthnetics CBD is a premium brand CBD that may help take care of aches and pains, as well as relieve anxiety and sleeplessness. Healthnetics products are all natural, THC-free, made in the USA, and undergo third-party lab testing to ensure quality and purity. All CBD is not the same. Order today with a money-back guarantee at healthnetics.com and use promo code SPORTS for 20% off. Kansas City Chiefs are the world champions of a sport only contested in America. Strange. Very, very good. I was <laughs> going to tweet that earlier on today. Does that make Dublin world champions? No, it doesn't. <laughs> it should. Um, yeah, so this is an MMA podcast. <laughs> but, um, we had no real huge events over the weekend, so we decided to absolutely fill the trough with many, many interviews this week. Uh, we have Leon Edwards, we have Morgan Charrier, we have Joy Herbert and Brandon Gibson, who will uh, talk about John Jones ahead of his fight next weekend. Um, yeah, we decided to get a lot of people on. Obviously, Leon and, and the Tyron uh, fight has been confirmed. Tyron seems very upset by Leon. We've asked him about the exodus of their beef. I mean, the, the genesis even. <laughs> uh Morgan Sharia, I've been so fascinated by this guy. Like, where the hell has this fan base come from? And um, what an exceptional performance he put on against Dean Truman. He was announced that he would be fighting for the interim featherweight title last week. So we thought it would be a good time to get get him on and um, really learned a lot about Morgan. We have Joy Herbert, the newest Cage Warriors champion signed to the UFC. And, of course, Gibson, as I mentioned earlier. But, um, Noel, how are you, darling? I'm good, man. Yeah, not too bad. Can't complain. Um yeah, it's been, it was a quiet weekend of MMA, really, wasn't it? It wasn't in terms of the UFC, Bellator, and whatnot. So, yeah, I'm good. Um, do you think that's a good move? Like, you, you know a bit more about US broadcasts and stuff like that. I mean, do you think it's a good idea to not have one on the week of the Super Bowl because it takes... <laughs> no, I think traditionally the UFC used to do one. Yeah, they uh, used on the to Super do Super Bowl them, yeah. weekend, and it was great. It was a good thing, I think, for people, obviously, to, to kick on. Um, from Saturday to Sunday, have a have a pay per view, you know, sit around the TV, barbecue, all that crap. So the UFC used to do good numbers out of it. So I, I don't know, you know, I, I'd like to see a lot less cards, but I don't think we've a break now till what mid March or April, April or something mental. So uh, first weekend of April, I believe. Yeah, it it's going to be a long slog now from the next few weeks. But um, yeah, listen, um, interesting to see that they've not gotten ahead over the last few years. But uh, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> really? Um, right, let's just take a quick look through these headlines. Paul Daly v. Sabah Hamasi will go down at Bellator 241 on March, March 13th. Peter Queeley has been forced out of Bellator Dublin. Chris Bungard now faces Brent Primus. Jack Marshman v. Kevin Holland will go down at UFC London. Otman Azoyatar puts his undefeated record on the line at UFC 249 against Kama Wordy. Um, Rustam Karamov looks to be on the verge of signing a major contract. He's just vacated his ACA bantamweight title. That's one to keep an eye on. Jake 
Hadley has signed for Cage Warriors. White Kong. He faces Saj Hack in uh, Birmingham on April 18th. That's a great signing. Really, really has um, separated himself from the field with that win over Blaine O'Driscoll recently. So, um, looking forward to see him in the Cage Warriors cage. Also, also on that Birmingham card, you got Jack Grant versus Mehdi Ben Lakdar. That is an unbelievable yeah, fight. Um, as I said, mentioned earlier, Morgan Charrier will fight for the interim featherweight title in London. Maz Burnell is injured. Um, a, an opponent still to be um, determined there. Cage Warriors also have told me that they're planning a French show in 2020. The race very much on to be the first major promotion to get an event going there. I thought it would be Aries, but Aries have announced that their second event will go down in Brussels on April 4th. Um, some big names there signed. Looks like they have a lot of money behind them, as we've mentioned. They're backed by Canal Plus. Is that the name of them? Yep. Canal Plus. So, uh, interested to keep an eye on that. Whew. Well, that's the headlines, Noel. Um, and we've one more headline. Oh! Oh. <laughs> France beat England in the World Cup. Speaking of the French. Another World Cup to Six Nations. Oh, yeah. Alex Corbusiero. Okay. <laughs> Zip it. <laughs> Fair enough. Six Nations. That, that's rugby he's talking about there, in case our American fans are going, what the fuck is this mad Irish man talking about? But um, did you see the beef that went down last week, Noel McGrath, between our Europe's own, Joanna and Jacek, and strawweight champion, Wiley yeah. Zhang? Yeah. Um, for people, obviously, who aren't aware of it, Joanna posted something. Well, she um, reposted it. Like, it's not like she built the thing. Yeah, you know? in relation to the coronavirus. Um, it was is, her wearing a mask, um, you know, standing beside Wiley. As in, yeah. like, a, a general fight yeah. poster. Um, but... Uh, I just don't think... Yeah, listen, it's just something you can't really make reference to or even sort of bring can't up... Can't take it lightly. Like, in that light, yeah, because there is people dying. There's people losing their lives. And it's obviously spreading to the UK as well. There's two confirmed cases this week. Um, so, you know, a very, very sad thing to be to be going around and, and thrown out. And I just just think it was a little bit sloppy from Joanna. I'm sure she didn't mean any malice. Yeah, she apologised. No, I'll, I'll, I'll just show you what went down, right? So, obviously, there was the initial yeah. post from Joanna. Then Wiley put out um, a post on Instagram. And it said, to make fun of a tragedy is a true sign of one's character. People are dying. Someone's father, someone's mother, someone's child. Say what you want about me if it makes you feel stronger, but do not joke about what's happening here. I wish you good health until March 7th. I will see you soon. Yeah. Now, shortly afterwards, uh, Joanna, who was doing the media, the Super Bowl media days, the press, um, she took to Instagram, and again on our Instagram story, um, apologized, I guess, to uh, Wiley. Hey, champ. Hey, Wiley. So sorry to make you feel bad, but I would never make fun of sick people of illness or virus. I didn't want you to get offended, but I just made fun of the funny internet meme. So, so sorry, but still, I will see you on March 7th. Not the cleanest apology in the world. Yeah, it's not the cleanest. <laughs> That's Joanna, man. And, like, who knows? Maybe she does for. She does weird things sometimes to get on any people's skin. And, and, and you I know. don't think yeah I don't I, I agree with you in the way like she she didn't deliberately try yeah. to offend the Chinese yeah. people but she inadvertently did you know it, exactly is there a little bit of t- tactics in there mind warfare we know what Joanna's like she does anything to to try and um, unsettle you upstairs and oh well I mean this is the question that she's going to be asked all through that press week and look. The UFC are rubbing their hands together, like, you know, when they see this, like, Wiley's obviously commented on it, Joanna's commented on it, I mean... A lot of people talking about we're not, it. We're not far removed from uh, watching 
endless clips of Conor McGregor throwing dollies <laughs> at buses and screaming about um, Dagestani people. Like, we, we literally saw the biggest UFC event of all time with that. Like, I think they're happy that there is some friction here now. Anyway, like, obviously not, not happy that Joanna, one of their biggest fighters, one of their best-known female fighters, is, is talking in that manner. But... Yeah, they, it's they, creating interest. Yeah, of course it is, and they don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> the UFC situations like that occur, but it is interesting, and and you know Wiley as well, you know biting back like that, and and you'd always expect a response from her when it's something so serious like that. But another sort of interesting subplot is, um, I think her management team Wiley's used to represent Joanna, um, as well. So there's a little bit. Oh, of, really? Yeah, yeah. So there's a little bit of uh, sort of undertones there. But like um, the, the truth of it is, like Guillermo is covering this story, um. Zang had to move her whole camp. Like, she said, like, this this coronavirus is fucking... It's incredibly crap. serious. Yeah, it's, you, you know, like, this, um, the Chinese Soccer Super League is being cancelled indefinitely, um, suspended indefinitely. Um, you know, this air you know, flights and, and uh, I think, into Italy as well this week have been totally suspended from China and internally over there in domestic flights in China. So it is. It's 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 on that level. It's on a world scale. And it's, you know, very, very serious. And very unsettling for Wiley as well, as you said there, man. It must be an awful pain in the ass, um, you know, shifting her whole camp. I don't know what she's in. Is she going to Milwaukee or something like that? Up to, she was working a little bit with Duke and, and those guys in the in the US last time she was here. So it is unsettling. Um, and, and definitely, you know, to be honest with you, thinking at the moment, you, you'd have to sort of go, oh, is this an advantage for Joanna under such circumstances? And it probably is. Um, yeah, but like, I mean, just to tell you what Guilherme wrote about this, um, a quick update on on Zhang Weili, the UFC champion and coaches left China to Bangkok, Bangkok on Saturday. They could stay there for four days before finally going to Las Vegas. So, yeah, like, I mean, it's definitely not ideal. No. But I do feel as though when you bring someone's country into it, um, it bolsters them because they have a whole nation behind them now. Like this is like the the Chinese people who who obviously got turned on to to Zhang when she won the title and yeah. they're going to be ravenous about her winning this fight now. And it's gonna that will bolster her, I believe. And we'll hear Morgan Charrier talking a bit about this later on when he's talking siege about, mentality. Yeah, when Dean Truman took yeah, took the piss yeah. out of French people, yeah. they were like, he was like, I cannot lose this fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, look. We'll get on with our first interview of the day. Uh, we're going to kind of scatter the talking points around a bit today because um, obviously so many guests. There was there wasn't a lot of uh, action last weekend, and there's so many guests. But uh, up first, the headline of this Eurobash, Mr. Leon Edwards, um, who graciously got on the phone with us uh, the day after doing a media day that I was unaware of. <laughs> um, but luckily enough, the UFC sorted that out for me. Thank you very much to Vicky. Um, but great to speak to Leon here. You see, I, I watched Ariel's interview with Tyron Woodley, and I'm seeing Tyron say, like, this is more personal than ever and stuff like this. And the only thing I've really seen Leon say was slacking his rap music. And it turns out that's what that's what has upset Tyron here, as uh, we hear from Leon. He's a very sensitive <laughs> that's fan, crazy. Tyron Woodley, isn't he? For a fighter, he is very sensitive. I mean, um, I, I think it's a good dynamic those two have, though. For whatever reason, this is just... I like, reckon it's going to be great, man, yeah, on fight week. I've, <laughs> I, was like, I, was com- I was glued to Ariel's interview with Tyron, and then when he was talking about this the other day, I was like, holy shit, I could talk about this for an hour, you know? But um, look, we'll get over to Leon, and we'll be back about 15 minutes. Finally, it has happened. The fight we all wanted, and the man in the main event that we've all been talking about for a year... 
Leon Edwards finally gets the recognition he deserves. He is the main event against former world champion Tyron Woodley at UFC London, and he's been very good to join us here today. Leon, how good does that feel? Um, I feel like this is a huge moment in your career to get that pride of place on top of this London card. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, a, it's, um, it's a great um, moment in my career, like you said. And to go against someone like Tyron Woodley, um, the former world champion, some consider him one of the best of all times alongside GSB. And so I am very proud of myself to be a, able to headline my home country. And I'm looking forward to March 21st. You know, we felt as though you had been overlooked a lot of times. Like, a lot of times we felt like, why aren't the UFC pushing this guy into a prominent place? Um, and this definitely puts an end to that talk. But does it feel like a recognition for you? It's, it's been such a long time coming for it to finally uh, be down on paper. Do, does that mean something for you personally? Do you see this as a significant milestone in your career? Um, yeah, for sure. To be able to headline the O2, uh, that's a big deal for me. You know what I mean? Uh, my first event was in Birmingham so now I'm, I'm able to headline it my home, my home, my home country. So this is a big deal for me. I'm taking this fight um, seriously. Um, after being Woodley, that put me in line for a tall shot next. You know what I mean? So I am focused and I am working my ass off to 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 to, to get that done. So I am looking forward to marching. Uh, I just can't see how 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 he beats me, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's like, right, so this fight, the first we heard of it was when you were talking to my pals at Severe MMA, Sean and Steve, and this was probably back in December, maybe start of December, and everything went mad from then on, I can remember my phone blowing up, people were like, is Leon fighting tired, what's happening, what's happening, and this has been going on for maybe uh, a long, long time, you know, what What took this so long? Um, I think it's more on, on this part, I wanted to go, um was making excuses as to why he doesn't want to fight me and he doesn't want to come to the UK but he, he had no choice they basically forced him into the position now now here we are um, they put his back against the wall now he has to fight the up and coming guy you know what I mean and, but he just trying to sit out for a title shot but like I said he had no choice and now here he is and now I'm going to get KO'd stiff in my country and, and then after that I'll go for a war title so so good <laughs> worked out perfectly yeah yeah i I, i'm actually quite shocked right because i listened to his interview with ariel um on espn on monday and he's taking this really personally as far as i'm concerned i'm like what what did leon do i I mean i feel like you've you've talked you've talked less to him the only thing i saw you doing right is slagging his rap career and i do you think that's what hit hit the nerve yeah, for sure. It's like funny, right? You know, I posted like a, like a, like a meme on my Instagram and you got, like, it DM me and everything. Um, they blocked me. They blocked me and everything. Like, it took it like very personal because I posted like, shit music, you know what I mean? But for me, it's all banter. Um, he's taking it serious, but he's just, I am focused and there's nothing much that you can do. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm angry now and blah, blah, blah. But he's, he's coming to the same things and the punch kicks takedowns and all the thoughts you can do you know what I mean so hey I'm looking forward to the fight and it's going to be a good one hang on I have to go back there what did he DM you is this after you put out the thing slagging the rap music he DM'd you I gotta yeah, know I, 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 put me- I, I put a meme up and then I can't, I can't remember what it was because I did, like, deleted it and blocked me after <laughs> something about you're a punk ass and we'll knock your ass out and blah 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 and I make more money I'm just trying to bag of nonsense really and he deleted it after then like blocked me so I think just got under his nerves. It's like a weird thing, but he's, he's a crap proper, you know what I mean? 
I was going to ask you, had you changed your opinion on his music, but I'm guessing that's a no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I might walk out to the music. That might be funny. I might even put it, put it to walk out to. That would be a good little, a little dig at him before the fight. So we'll, we'll see. Yes, yeah. Like I mean, I I know this is um, you know, there, there's been a good bit of banter back and forth there. I don't know if he sees it as banter, but I mean, uh, is is it fair to say uh, that he he's your toughest fight to date? Like I mean, do do you believe this is the most accomplished fighter that's ever stood in front of you before? Um, on paper, right? It does on paper it says he's it, it meant to be the toughest fight, but we don't know until we get in there. And but I've done them before, and I thought, oh, this guy's gonna be a tough fight. They're going there, and it's easy, so. Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Like I said, on paper, he's, a, he's accomplished a lot in the sport, and, but we'll see. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'll be ready for whatever it brings. And I know everyone's like looking, looking at his last fight against Usman, and so he might be finished. He might be washed up. But I, I don't believe so. I, I am preparing for the best Woodley. I'm preparing for that Robbie Lawler. When I knocked out the Robbie Lawler, that Woodley. You know what I mean? So, um, I am preparing for the best, and wherever it comes, with, I'll be ready. Yeah, I was going to say that to you. Like, I mean, is, is it a good time to fight him or is it a bad time to fight him? Because I can remember when you were coming off a loss, you looked better than ever. You know, back in the day, of course, a long time ago now. But, um, yeah. you know, you, you, yeah. look, you look like a man possessed when, when you were coming off a loss. And, and other people, sometimes it's just the, the decline of their career. Like, where do you feel he's at, like? Um, you, you don't know, right? Because you would know this, right? So it must have been a bad night. You never know. Must have had a bad night in the office that night. So, well, let's see if he perform again like that. Then, then the 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 rating. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We don't know. Like I said, I'm preparing for the best Woodley has ever been, and I, I'm mentally and physically, I'll be ready for whatever it brings to 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 me. So, um, I am ready to go. Like, honestly, it would take a lot for for him to beat me in London, and I just can't see him doing it. Oh yeah, I've seen a lot of headlines pop up. I know you did a big media day yesterday, um, and I know you've already reacted to the Masvidal v Usman uh, altercation at the uh, the Super Bowl media day. And I mean, you're not the only person who said this. Like a lot of people feel like this was a very choreographed move from Masvidal and Usman. Yeah, it's weird. What yeah. do you think? Yeah, it's it's a weird thing. Uh, um, they showed me the video yesterday, and like it's like a WWE weird little. It's like a weird thing. Um, he was like walking up to Usman with, with a big camera crew behind him, and, and they're both like, "Do something, do something." No, but no one's like moving forward. It's like a weird. <laughs> yeah. It's like a weird thing, but like you said, each of their own, and they they're doing their thing, and it's just cringe way to read it. But that's the folks on my fight I got coming up, and I'll, I'll handle that after. I mean, like it feels like um, you know a very different situation than say like the one you had with Masvidal in London where there's all this distance yeah. and, and there's so many different camera angles of the situation um, yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. like do you feel as though you know Masvidal's maybe getting away from the guy he had portrayed himself as because he was kind of saying like if we're on if we're there and we're talking to each other it's going to be on site like you know do, do you feel like this yeah. is kind of the, exactly. it goes against no, what he no, said no, it's like good, more like Kobe yeah no, no, it's like, no, like, like a Kobe Covington kind of guy now really that's that's the way I see he's, he's acting at the moment. He's coming to Connor's fight in a robe, and it's all these. This is what Colby Covington used to do for for his little name, making name, making himself a name. You know what I mean? So uh, maybe that maybe that's his plan. Maybe that's 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 the way the UFC wants wants them to be. To like, I go acting like that, acting like clowns, and to do that. You know what I mean? Maybe that's the way you have to do to sell fights these days. But that's never me. And that's not that's not the way I. I handle myself, but that's what you have to do. That's what you have to do, I guess. 
Yeah, uh, a weird thing, but fair play. Yeah, you're, you're not the only person who said this. And maybe it's where I am, right? Because I'm in Ireland and, of course, uh, yeah. everyone in Ireland, it, it feels like they're more intense about Connor's situation. But I, I obviously was in Las Vegas, so I didn't watch the broadcast of that fight. But when I came home, everybody yeah. was like, Jorge looked really desperate. Like They were like, I don't want that fight because he looked it's like he weird. was begging for it. Yeah, yeah. That's weird. Yeah, it's weird. Like, what, why, why, yeah, why, why are you a man of fight in, in, with no top on in a row with the boxers on? It's a weird thing. I just don't, I just don't understand. He's like a, like what's something to prove? <laughs> it's like the game is going weird. Deep, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, just, uh, I, I, I just do my thing. I just come. I just don't like get involved in it. I leave him to it. And I just keep doing my thing. Yeah, like, I mean, you must feel proud of that, the fact that you've kind of stayed true to yourself the whole way through this. Like, I mean, you're knocking on the door of a title shot now and you've never really compromised who you are. I never feel as though you've compromised who yeah, you are. Sure. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I'm very proud of that to to be able to be myself and to achieve these, what, what I'm achieving, you know what I mean? And to be able to be a world champion, come from where I come from and, um, and the, way, the way I did it, that's what I'm most proud of. That you don't have to sell yourself for money and just to achieve what you want, what you want to achieve, you can still be yourself and achieve greatness. And that's what, that's what, that's, that's my thing, and that's what I'm doing. You know what I mean? So fair play to you. if they want to do that, that's them, and fair play to them. Yeah, it, like it's fair to say though, like you know, if everything goes according to plan against Tyron, that's the fight you're looking at. You want the winner of of Masvidal and Usman if that fight is made. Yeah, yeah, for sure, hundred um, percent. After this, after after I beat um, Woodley in London. I'll be fighting for the world title. So if, if the dude do um, them two before me, um, then I'll fight at the end of the year. Um, the winner at the end of the year. So, or vice versa. If I fight um, Usman first, I'll fight Masvidal at the end of the year. So either way, I'm going to fight for the world title this year. It's kind of working out really well, okay? Because for so long, people are like, oh, well, Leon's like the odd man out. But you have genuine storylines with both of these guys. Obviously, you and Masvidal had that altercation in London. You've been back and forth. And, of course, Usman is the last man to beat you. I mean, it's all coming up Leon right yeah, now, exactly. right? Yeah, exactly. Either way, like, after this fight, I got, like, many options, right? There's, to the top, there's two different stories that can, that can sell pay-per-views pay on, so... Um, I'm in a good position at the moment, so I'm just focusing on getting past Woodley and um, beating him convincingly and then moving on with my career. Like I said, after this fight, there's two options I can take and there's a lot of money to be made, so it'll be good. Yes, and, and how cool is it that Joy Herbert's going to join you on that card? I mean, he, he's been, uh, he's, he's, he's such a yeah. great guy, right? Like the scaffolder turned UFC yeah, exactly. fighter. Um, what, what does this mean exactly. for Team Renegade and you? He, he's talked to me many times about you, how you've kind of nurtured his wrestling game and, and how much of a positive influence you've been on him. What, what does it mean for you to see Joy in there? Yeah, it, mean, it means a lot to see him and see how, how it works in the gym and how hard is he campaigning to get to be in the UFC? You know what I mean? He's coming off back to back knockout wins and um he's got a baby in the way now. So I am very um happy for him and him and his family and now to for him to achieve his dream and he's got a good fire for ahead of him with Marty Casey. I think that's a perfect matchup for him. Um for striking wise go to the two great strikers and it's an incredible atmosphere right now in the gym. Um Tom Breeze is fighting in February as well. Uh, I'm fighting, Joy is fighting, my brother is um, fighting in April. So, Renegade now is buzzing, and I think it's one of the best streamers in the UK at the moment. And I am very proud of my team and what we're achieving. Maybe even Europe, right? Like, I mean, when you look at the accolades you guys put together yeah, over the last sure. 12 months, it's it, it's pretty insane, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Easy in Europe. Like, we've got like, UFC, top UFC, UFC fighters, 
Kazarian's champion, Bellator contenders. He's like in the gym for like all young guys as well. You know what I mean? It's like nice. all under the age of thirty. Um, that's doing this, and we we we're achieving greatness. I'm a small city in Birmingham, and like before, Birmingham wasn't known for MMA, and now it's like one of the main places in the UK for MMA. So I am very proud to be the front runner of that, and what we we're, what we're achieving and what we're doing for the sport in Birmingham. I am very proud of that. And I feel like with, with Joy, Leon, like, I mean, a, a guy who's establishing the, the the UFC, like Mark, coming into that fight, like, I mean, it's the pressure's all on Mark, right? Like, Joy just gets to go in there and enjoy himself, yeah. right? Exactly. Exactly, exactly. It's all on him. Now it's up to Joy, nothing else can't do his thing. Enjoy the moment, seize the moment, and do his thing. I, I truly believe that he, he can beat Mark. I feel, I believe he's a better boxer. He, he's, more, he's more active on the feet, and... I, I truly believe Martin beat many times, you know what I mean? He's been um, outworked, he's been outboxed, he's been pushed back. And so, Joey can do it and he, he will do it. And I'll be, I, I can't wait. I'll be, I'll be grateful for him to go first. And yeah, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be at the back watching him, watching him get energy from him and then go and do my thing. So, I am very happy and proud of that. I know that Renegade usually bring about 85 uh, team members to every fight. Do you think the UFC are going to let the, the Motley crew backstage there? How are you going to control the numbers there? I can remember at Cage Warriors, Night of Champions, I, I thought there was at least 3,000 members of Team Renegade in the back of that room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you roll deep. Uh, we're going to try. <laughs> I know. We're going to try. We're going to try to get as much as possible backstage because no... <laughs> Uh, Herbert's gonna have his, his own, uh, bring his corner team, I'm bring my corner team, so we're gonna all like try to squeeze as much as possible backstage. Uh, we like, we like boxing off each other's energy, you know what I mean? So, um, let's see, I'm, I'm in looking at backstage this time. <laughs> try to pull a, pull a few strings. Not, not, not main event, I might be able to pull a few strings, get a few behind. <laughs> Leon, the clout, he has all the clout now, yeah. Um, I, I, I gotta, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I gotta end this on a cliche Leon and, and thanks so much for your time man I really appreciate you and I'm sorry I have to ask the, the question you've probably answered about a million times over the last 24 hours but how do, how do you see this fight going when it plays out in your head five rounds with one of the greatest welterweights to ever do it in the UFC how do you think this fight goes? Um, I think it goes many ways right I look at um, all the way all the ways that he's been defeated before he's been knocked out before right he's been out grappled before he's been out on uh, work before it's been kept long by Rory before, so there's many ways I can approach it from my what I got available in my toolbox and my my attributes, right? So um, I, I, I'm not still figuring it out with my coaches. What's the best way for me to do it? You know, what I mean, there's many ways I could do it, and I'm just figuring it out at, at the moment with my coaches. But be, be, I'll be ready for sure. Come to first, I'm always ready. The last eight fights, I don't think I've ever had like a really don't to push me. The last eight fights, really, I've been I've been too technical. For everyone else, I thought, you know what I mean. So let's see if this is a guy that that's gonna be technical as good as me and um and be able to ask me. So um, I'll be ready, and there's many many ways to skin the cat, and I'll be ready to skin it. Leon, you're a legend, man. I can't wait for this. What a big moment for you, and thank you so much for joining <laughs> us on the show again, my friend. It's so always good, brother. Thank you. All the best. Talk to you soon. And we're back. Great to speak to Leon as always, and that has really whiz. My appetite for West. that. West. West. My appetite for UFC London. Um, great, great fights, man. Re- that is a good card. Like, even though 
like obviously I wanted to see Arnold, uh, Arnold Allen on the card. And I wanted uh, to see he nearly did it as well. Ar- Arnold Allen, Ar- Arnold Allen, Allen. No, that's right. just you, man. Right, sorry. <laughs> and Nathaniel Wood obviously fighting Dodson. Um, just some fights I would have really liked to see there. But look, we, we do have some good ones, no doubt about that. And um, we'll be hearing from Joy Herbert later on as well, who's on another doozy of a fight against Mark Diakos. He is. Um, yeah, so just like, uh, I guess, and um, we'll have a look back. The only card that was on last weekend was the the one championship card, uh, Fire and Fury. It was a huge win for Europe here on this card with... Um, Peter Boost, I believe his name is, beating Edward Foliang, one of the great veterans of the sport, a two-time lightweight champion there. Um, obviously, huge win for Peter, and it probably puts him right um, in that title picture there. And um, Really impressed by him from the Netherlands. Uh, really, really good stuff. Um, they had uh, not really many other Europeans in action there. They had Hogstad against Alma Unico, Unico, I believe, in a toy boxing fight. She bet um, Alma. Alma is a star that one are definitely trying to pu- uh, push. She's an Australian, very young woman um, that they believe is, is quite marketable, as, a, as I know. Um, but there's also, there was Chris Shaw from Scotland earlier in the night. He uh, he lost the unanimous decision to Rodlick in that Muay Thai bout, but uh, nothing really else other than that. So, um Anything to add there? Did you see any any other combat sports over the weekend? No, no, <laughs> I didn't. They told me there was none, and yeah, I just yeah, closed my yeah, eyes. Ex- That's fine, lads. Exactly. Yeah, it's good to do it once in a weekend. Um, yeah, what part of the rugby? Quail and Doris getting knocked out after four minutes. No Jesus idea what Christ! You're about. Yeah, Irish number eight making his uh, his, his uh, Six Nations debut. Um, no, I don't care. Knocked out cold. No, don't give a shit. Yeah. So no. <laughs> that's the closest thing to combat sports, anyway. Bruno Fernandez made his debut for United. There oh yeah, go. I was going to ask you about that at the end. Yeah, you, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, thanks very much. But no, there was nothing else on really, was there? I can't, I don't know. Nah, there wasn't. Well, I'll tell you one thing I did over the weekend was speak to Morgan Charrier. And what a beautiful, seamless segue into our interview with the French star. My God, this man has a ravenous support network. Um, you know, just look at any of the Cage Warriors posts or announcements made, um, anything to do with Morgan. We've been talking about it for a long time. Probably since his, his Cage Warriors debut against Saren Back, we immediately noticed that this guy is a huge deal to the French people. So, um, on back. Yes, I <laughs> spoke to Morgan about the fact that he's fighting for that Cage Warriors title, um, and we all know what the Cage Warriors title means. I've got to say that the UFC, the, the, what I, from what I'm hearing, the UFC are looking to put on a French event in November, while Noel plays with Elastic Bands over there. Um, so. I just wanted to ask Morgan about that, about where he sees his career going, how important he sees the Cage Warriors title, and who does he want to fight for the Cage Warriors title, the interim title, of course, with Mads Burnell out. So uh, let's go over to this interview with Morgan, and uh, we'll be back in about 15. I have been looking forward to this moment for a very long time, and I am pleased to say that we are finally joined by a man who had a huge year last year, a breakthrough year in European MMA for Morgan Charrier, a man who will be fighting for the interim Cage Warriors featherweight title on March 20th in London. Uh, Morgan, an absolute pleasure to be joined by you. Um, I have been blown away by the support you get online. It's insane. Uh, thank you, thank you. I'm really happy to, to be here and to speak with, with you. Yes, I mean, I mean, I, I, first of all, I've got to ask, this fan base you have cultivated, it's amazing. Um, I mean, I feel like you are the most popular fighter in France. Is this, is this the way you see it? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
it's like the main people, the people who don't know about sport, about MMA, they, they know me. You know, like if you go in the street in France and you ask them, do you know one French MMA fighter? I think they will say my name. I do too. I, I really do. Because every time I get tagged in one of these Cage Warriors announcements that has something to do oh, with you, oh. I get a million notifications all through the day. Bing, bing, bing. The phone. It just, it's crazy. Um, how did you, how did you get so many fans? Um, well, it's like, um, it's from uh, last summer in Ju- July. Uh, I've done with a, a French YouTube YouTube star. Uh, his name is Kamel, and we have done um, how can we say it? Uh, we have done a, a small web 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 uh, web show where he he want to lose weight because he have he has a lot of weight, and uh, so he he contacted me on on, um, on Twitter and he said to me that he wanted to to lose weight. So I said to him, okay. I can help you for that, but me, I need to go and have a lot of followers to 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 get to the UFC. You know, yes. like uh, I know I'm a good fighter, but I know UFC are looking for guys that can bring some excitement, some show. So I was I was I was like thinking, oh, can I do that? Oh, can I do something more than the other? And I was like, okay, social media. Is something uh, I need to to put all I all I have in this. So this is what I do, and I've done it for a long time. I was on Twitter already, like uh, fifteen thousand people was following me, and then uh, Kamel came, and we did uh, our YouTube uh, series, and then um, it's it just uh, boom uh, on YouTube, million million view, wow. and I and then a lot of followers. And then uh, it never stopped growing, and I'm still growing. Wow, that that is incredible! And did he lose the weight? Yeah, yeah, he lose like uh, I think in pounds it should be for for forty. I wow. think forty pounds. For, That's very yeah. impressive. Wow. Yeah, yeah, for for no forty pounds, but uh, we need to lose uh, more more weight. Wow! So you're gonna do another show? Yeah, yeah, we we are not going to stop. We we continue. So this show it's still going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. There are some, um, some, some on YouTube. You can, you can see, but it's, it's in French. <laughs> what is sorry. the name? What but, is the name uh, of the you show? Can, you can see some. Uh, uh, it's called Plus Plus Jamais Gros. Okay, Jamais Grand. Does that mean I am big? Uh, it it means uh, never again fat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> amazing amazing I, I will i'm going to learn how to speak french by watching this video i promise you uh, but, <laughs> but you uh you have um you know been it's been announced that you will fight for the interim title um in in the in europe in european mma uh winning a cage warriors title is thought to be the golden ticket to the ufc if you have that yeah, belt wrapped yeah. around your waist nearly 100 fighters have gone to the ufc after being in cage warriors do you feel like this could be the final step for you before you go to the ufc uh i i, I think but i'm not sure you know you never know what the ufc has as planning but i think if i if i win this title i do if i do a like a, a big win, like a knockout or a submission, I think uh, I should be the 96 fighter from Kajwayo to send to the UFC. But if not, uh, I'm ready to, to defend that, that title or to fight with Mads 
and, and get to the UFC right after. But with the situation in France, I think it's the good moment for the UFC to sign me if I win the belt and put me on the October-November show in Paris. Yes, absolutely. I was I was going to ask you about that. It seems everybody is trying to be the first uh, promotion to host an event in France. I've heard that Aries Fighting Championship is trying. I heard the UFC is looking at a November date in France. And I have been told recently that Cage Warriors also want to put on maybe two events in France this year. Surely you are the guy who is going to sell the most tickets in France. Is this the way you see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Like, uh, I've been talking with RS Fighting, so they, they have reached to me. They, they wanted to have me on my on their show, but, uh, you know, I, I'm in Cage Warrior. I want that yes. belt, so I, I'm, I'm going anywhere without that belt. And Cage Warrior, I know they want to come to France, so if they come to France and I'm still not uh, a UFC guy, I, I will fight with, with Cage Warrior in France. But I think uh, Cage Warrior will come uh, like June, maybe. Mm. So uh, maybe I, I will fight in June in France and then November in France again. Yes, yes. Um, wh- why aren't you fighting Mads Burnell? Is Mads injured? Um, what Did you want to fight Mads? Yeah, yeah, really, really. I want to fight Mads. Mads is a good guy. He, he has a good level. He's a UFC veteran. And he has a good record. Uh, he has on, I like, I think a six-fight win streak right now. So to to beat him, he will show the UFC that I'm a UFC ready, you know? Yes, yes, I agree. And I think Mads is a fantastic fighter, as you said. But but the, yeah, big, really. the big question now is, who are you going to fight for the interim title? Um, a lot of people were talking about maybe Paddy Pimblett, but I know Paddy Pimblett is, is fighting at lightweight against Donovan Desme. Um, yeah. Who, who do you think? Who would you like? Is there someone that you're looking at that maybe could be a possibility for your opponent? Uh, uh, um, to be honest, I... I see nobody on on the casual roster right now that can have the pretension to fight for the belt mm. in the featherweight division. Cause I I've beat uh, the former champion and the the and one of the contenders. So there's no other contender than me. And Matt is out. Matt just uh, defend his belt uh, against another contender. So no, he's on a one lose streak. So. No, I, I see, I see nobody. Uh, Paddy, Paddy would be, you know, great for the show for the cage wire. But right now, like you say, he's in, in lightweight and he's fighting Donovan Desmay on, on this this uh, this London card. So no, I, I really don't know who, who they're gonna find. But uh, you know, I I just want to fight uh, anybody anywhere anytime. Yes, and of course, Ian Dean of Cage Warriors is considered one of the greatest matchmakers in the world, especially in European MMA. And and usually, he does a very good job of getting maybe a UFC veteran or someone like this to come in and fight for a title. Is that what ideally what you would like, uh, to get a UFC veteran or someone very well known to fight so you can make an even bigger statement? Uh, yeah, 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 definitely. I would love that. Uh, get a fight with a, a UFC veteran so I, I can see if I have the, the level or not to be in the UFC to see if I'm UFC ready and if I got the win I would like even if I can have another test on June uh, against another UFC vet you know uh, 
have two wins over two USA V to so to show the USA that I'm really USA ready and they they can contact me for USA Paris and then I can do something big, you know, in, in the USA. Yes, yes. Um, I, I have to ask you, Morgan, about Dean Truman because your fans gave Dean Truman a hard time. My God. Every time he's on Twitter, <laughs> he puts up anything there like, bah, 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 bah. Um, why, why do they hate Dean so much? <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, he, he, he was the first to, to attack us. And he, he shouldn't do that, really. Like, uh, I'm I'm not too much in trash talking. I I can do it, but you know I, I have like a a line that I, I I don't cross. Right. And and Dean Dean crossed the line like at the first tweet. So every French people that follow me, they they love they really love to attack someone. <laughs> and so 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 you know they if a foreign guy attack me, okay, but. Dean did did a thing that was a, a little stupid. He just he didn't um, attack just me. He attacked the friends. Oh, you no. know, he said like French people, you are coward and things like that. Oh. And so I just show what he, he said to my follower, and they were like, okay, okay, you want to do this <laughs> like that? Okay. And so so now they they don't want to to let him go. They just like it. They love to. To, to attack him and I don't know when they they're gonna stop because I've told them you you can stop you know this, this is <laughs> so the you have told them to stop him. <laughs> yeah yeah because you know it it make me it it make me feel sad because you know he's a a good guy he he had a, a good career he he get that that belt and he, he lose to Mad who's a a, a good guy uh, you 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 can't say Maddy is a is not a, um, on a good level this guy is 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 a beast so. Yes. So if Dean loses, it's part of the game, you know. And then he fights me, uh, and of course I I come to win. So I beat him. So it's hard for him. He he, he had the belt, you know. He's on two lose uh, win streak, and French people don't want to to let him. They they're on his on his eyes uh, on his sorry on his eyes uh, telling him you lose you your shit. So you know I, I don't like that. Uh, I uh, I'm I'm a fair play guy, and you know we we have the fight. Uh, I win and that's over, you know, but that's <laughs> my followers didn't see that like this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it's crazy, but it's it's uh, it shows how much you mean to them. But um, you know, yeah, really. did yeah. that make did that make it all the more sweeter for you? Of course, it was an amazing performance, an an amazing finish you got over Dean Truman, and that really showed everyone that you are top of the food chain in Europe. But did it make it feel better for you because he had said those things about France be- before the fight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it was really good that he was saying things like that because you know I need to to get in the mood that when I I want to finish the fight, I want to do something. And and I'm I'm a good I'm a good boy. I'm not uh, you know too much of uh, a bully. So sometimes I I've I've, um, I've used you to to begin the fight and like okay, let's go. I'm gonna hurt this guy and. Because he said things like that, I, I was a bit pissed off. My coach was pissed off. I really wanted to wanted to to finish him. So mm-hmm. I think he, if he, I get a um, this knockout, it's because he he said things like that. 
Wow. Yes, it was a fantastic knockout. So it's just finally, um, Morgan, with legalization happening in France, uh, with you and your fan base, the UFC planning an event, and you are about to fight for a Cage Warriors title. This must be in a very exciting time for you. Yeah, really. I'm really, really excited. The, um, since the fight with with um, with Dean is like. I'm excited. Like I know I'm in a good way to to get to the UFC. I just need to to keep winning and keep doing what I do on social media and, and seeing we will come. It's like I, I just have to be patient. So I, I'm waiting and I'm doing my my things. I, I don't stop. I keep training. I keep I keep I keep I keep and I just wait to to get my shot. And if it didn't come this year, uh, you know it will be next year. So no problem for me. I was wondering who could be the poster boy of French MMA for a long time. First of all, I thought it was going to be Cyril Gann. Then I thought it was going to be Saladin Parnas. But now I really believe that you could be the poster boy for French MMA. Is that what you believe? Yeah, it's not what I believe. It's like it's what I want to do. It's my one of my goals. Is to become a, a legend in in France or, or of MMA sport. You know, I, I want the kids when when they start MMA, they they say I, I want to do like Morgan, and I'm I'm coming because I've saw Morgan. I, I really want to be that 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 French star that French people know. So this is what I'm working on. Morgan, I can tell you myself that you are already a star, my friend. I cannot wait to see you fight for the interim Cage Warriors featherweight title, and I hope we can get you on the show again because this has been fantastic. I've learned so much about you. <laughs> Thank you. I, I would will, I will really, really love to, to get back uh, on the show, really. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, we will organize that, my friend, and thank you again so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye, sir. Bye. What a pleasure it was. Uh, Niall gave me a bit of abuse today over this. He said uh, I was like Joe, Joey Barton at that French press conference when he starts. Uh, and I was like, oh, I had to go back and listen to it. Morgan. To sure, Morgan. Morgan. In casual yes. I don't think it was that bad. But holy shit, how impressive was he? Like his English is perfect. <laughs> yeah, no, very good, very good. Uh, I didn't know he could speak. I funny guy as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Great, great. What team. an incredible story about this YouTube uh, show. Yeah, the guy lost all the weight. Yeah, forty pounds. He signed oh. me up next, Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he sent me a link there for the show. I'm gonna embed it into any articles that come out after this uh, episode, so he's gonna have a look if he's want. I'm sure there's a subtitle option there on YouTube, especially when it's got like the popularity this show has. He's like saying like millions of views every every yeah. show, and he's still doing it. Like it's it's an ongoing thing. So his 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 fan base will continue to grow if if it's got that yeah, kind of popularity. His, you know, his social media traction looks good anyway. So unbelievable. Uh, yeah, he's obviously a very popular guy, and I think it's weird in France. Like we look at. You know, it was sort of the same with Tom Duquenois as well when he was fighting. Like, Tom was doing mainstream documentaries and stuff like mm. that. So, like, that's a good thing. I'm excited to see when, you know, it does come around now in, in France in a couple of months or whenever. It was supposed to be this month. Um, it's so it's, noisy, it, it's, grad, you know? it's to They're not hearing it here, so it's fine. <laughs> um, and I think it's going to be interesting to see that now, how the French people will take to these, uh, to these athletes and will they get behind them. So, they seem to have a good track record of it. So, hopefully it continues. Yeah, like, I mean... As I said to him, I was like, first of all, like when I'm thinking about this French card this year, I'm like, Cyril Gann's going to be huge. There. Yeah. Um, if they can get Saladin Parnas from KSW. But I mean, the numbers he's getting dwarf 
both of those guys like he is a huge huge presence online you know what i mean a huge mm. fan base so i feel like if he can get that belt it would be a great sign for the ufc man like it would be ideal like this is a guy that's obviously very experienced with the media he's very experienced with the spotlight he's a guy that will do lots of interviews who's well known you know i feel like it's a, it's a win-win but uh he's got to get that belt yeah. first um i don't know if cage like i mean mads Burnell's gonna want to fight him definitely when he has the interim title, so I don't know how that's going to play out. But um, I wanted to ask you because we just skimmed over it there at the at the start of the show. Peter Queeley off that Dublin card against Brent Primus, one of the fights everybody was most looking forward to. Without a doubt, this is what we wanted to see when Bellator floated this idea initially yeah. was international like US fighters taking on our guys and Queeley v Primus. Um, after Primus doing what he did to Tim um Tim Wilde. And uh, Queeley, after what he'd done to Ryan Scope, was just so interesting. Um, and look, fair play to Chris Bungard stepping up on short nose. I think that's a bit weird, actually, because wasn't Queeley trying to fight Bungard on this yeah, card? Yeah, we, we were talking about it for ages. Yeah, um, and I just I don't really understand. Yeah, no, it's, it's totally disappointing. And it's, you know, it was one of those fights, as, as you mentioned there, that it was a title eliminator. You know, if Peter's winning that fight, he's claims to go and get a title shot. Same for, for Brent. So it is disappointing. I'm just interested now to see what Bellator are going to do. You know, Paul Redmond's there. Um, obviously, you fall out in the opponent for him as well, Ryan Scope and Georgie Karakian's in there are going to be fighting him. So that's a great fight, yeah. Yeah, it's the one that should, should be bumped up for me. But uh, sure, listen, we, we <laughs> who knows what uh, what the brass will do there. But yeah, it's really disappointing. Um, a few of the opponents obviously have fallen off now, so it's taken a little bit away from the the card for me, and in, in my opinion. But uh, I'm sure the fans will turn out in force. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the card here, and I'm just. Like right, like take ourselves out of the situation. We can't we can't be looking at this like we are we are um, Irish MMA guys. Yeah. Right? So from an international perspective, what is going to get you excited here? Um, Galar v Cal obviously at the top of the card there. Um, that's a very important one. Like I mean, they'd be in big trouble if they lost that. You'd imagine. Oh, massively, yeah. And then um, of course, like I mean. Redmond v. Carcanyon is a huge for you internationally, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's one of the best fighters in Ireland against a, a well-established Bellator fighter from well, America. Well, if you said it, you know, if Anthem was to happen um, to the top fight, um, that's the one that you'd sort of put your eyes on um, mm. after. And As you uh, said about Queeley there, sure, yeah, that should go up in his place. Of course it should, and because there's not, like, in terms of international interest, it's very, very sort of domestic, the rest of the, the fight card in terms of UK and Ireland fighters. If you look down the fight card, and obviously... End Camp a and Long's names. a great fight. It uh, is a very good fight. Um, My favourite fight is um, is Bandeas and Malambo. That's that's unbelievable. That is an unbelievable fight. I even forgot that that was on the fucking card. That's, that's, a, fucking that's probably the best class. fight in paper. That's a brilliant Match-up. Um, really, really exciting fight there. Um, you know, two guys who, who have really impressed me. Um, yeah. Like outside of it, we're we're struggling a little bit. Um, I think so. Cam, we're in a very high level fight uh, against this Aronis guy, but I mean, it's just it, it, it's not a name that's going to compel people. You know, like people like I, I don't in, know. in terms of draws. Yes, it's 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 top heavy, and we've lost a few of those names already. So, um, obviously with Peter Queeley, Peter brings a big big crowd. Um, and I think Paul's. Um, or his opponent as well. You know, that would have been, as we said, you know, it's a world title eliminator, so mm-hmm. people are getting excited. They come along just to see that. There's, uh, 
there's, there's issues. Like, I, I like a lot of these fights because I know the people that are in them. Like, I, I like Mulpeter v. Crawford as of well. Like, like, you know, I like Roddy v. Duncan's a good fight. Um, you know, even Flurry v. Moore. But it's just like, you know, do do people from the US look at this card and go, oh my God, you know? But do they need to? Like, do they, I don't know. I mean, it's just... Uh, just Bellator aren't doing themselves any favours. They, they, you know, they, we, we've talked about this and we talked about it again. They were getting things right putting on that fight but you have to have a backup plan sometimes as well and, and maybe oil it out a little bit more and and give more to the international audience because this is going on you know it's not going on tv in the in the u.s so i'm not so sure how many people are going to be interested in a lot of those fights in the u.s if they're looking at trying to boost their numbers in paramount yeah Gallagher is obviously going to be big tv like in, in the u.s they love them over there but um yeah i guess it's it's we're going to just have to see how it goes like do you think it if does it affect Numbers like are they still gonna see a a sellout? Like, do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think they will. I think they will. You know, but it's not. Like, but like, I can understand from Bellator's perspective a little bit, right? We keep on going like, oh, we want these fights and this fights. They keep selling the place out. So why? What's but the incentive? Man, like, like, what's their incentive? You, you know, know the reason why they're selling the place out? Why? It's because local fans. We've talked about this before. Oh, it's yeah, clubs yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. It's not what they're doing in the marketplace themselves because. Loads of those fighters are selling four or five hundred fucking tickets per per gym or whatever. Like it's mm. it's only a nine and a half thousand arena, and yeah, it probably will be sold because the it's Irish way, MMA fans way, are great. It's way better than any other other European events. Yeah, but like most fucking people don't know what's going on. You know, if they're going on this attack and going into a mainstream audience, they've done fucking nothing to to make an imprint in it. In my opinion, mm. it, that's just being realistic. Like, you, when do you hear about anyone talking about you know Bellator? You'll, you'll hear them talk about UFC. Like, I feel like it really picks up on fight week. You know, like like you hear people like uh, people that generally wouldn't be talking about um, MMA or Bellator. Like they they kind of know an events on in the in the three arena. But yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. All right, but um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see how it goes down on February twenty second. Um, not long now, Tisn't. couple of weeks away. Two weeks is it? Three. About yeah. three, yeah. Right. In between. In between. Give a <laughs> We're not counting the days. <laughs> right. Well, look, from Bellator to back to the UFC, um, Joy Herbert making his debut on that London card. It's a beautiful fight. Love we it. really love it. Against Mark Diacase. Uh, like, I mean, I was speaking to Joy about this, and I was saying, like, from your point of view, you like all the pressures on Mark there. Everyone internationally knows Mark. They, they've seen him in big fights. Um, he has... You know, he's been in there. He's established in the UFC. Whereas Joy's coming in, people will look and they'll say, well, this is his debut. He's coming in on short notice. They'll expect that Mark will be a favorite, right? Mm. So, I mean, he comes in and he beats Diakese. He is off to the races. And I also feel like with Leon on the card, it's great for him. It's going to put an extra spot oh, yeah. on him. Definitely. Look, you don't have to even ask Leon. He's just going to tell you about Joy like every interview. You know what I mean? So that's that's perfect. Of course. It's, it's, it's deadly. And I think... Maybe, you know, as you said there, for UK and Ireland fans, it's not so much of a maybe discrepancy if you're looking... Oh, yeah, no, but I'm talking outside. about guys who they've never yeah, seen yeah, Joy before. They don't watch Cage Warriors. Well, they're in for a good surprise. Yes. Because the guy throws down and bangs, and uh, that's the fight I'm looking at seeing. I think Mark will... Mark got stopping power too, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course like, he does. Sure, we, we, saw, we saw what Mark knew, I think it was Pacalainen in Manchester a few years ago. That yeah. was unbelievable. I do... So, I do favour Joy in the striking exchanges but I, I know how dominant yeah. of a wrestler Diakese can be I know? think Mark's going to try and use the wrestling in this one I think you know that's what he talked about previously he was going back to maybe his roots and getting yeah, a little yeah. bit more wrestling in so it's really interesting fight love it I think it's going to be an absolute war and um, you know probably 
Early days, early doors, potential fight of the night right there in London. Yeah, I I think so. I think it's it, like, I mean, if if Dia Casey's going to wrestle him for three rounds, I don't think, I don't think it'll be the fight of the night. But um, yeah. it, it's uh, look, I, seeing what Joy did against Steve uh, O'Keefe, he was out grappled for so long, and then he, um, you know, the first opportunity he got, he he finished the fight. Like so, I mean, that's the type of guy he is. Um, he's great crack too. I've uh, I've loved getting to know him more by doing these interviews. He's a funny guy, man. So down to earth. Um, so yeah, let's go over to the Joy interview, and we'll be back shortly. We asked for it to happen. We asked the MMA gods to give Joy Herbert a UFC contract, and they have come up trumps. The former now Cage Warriors lightweight champion has signed on a dotted line with the UFC and he is set for a huge debut on one of the best fights of the entire card against Mark Diacase on March 21st in London. Uh, Joy Herbert, how does it feel, my friend? UFC lightweight. Well, Saturday, yeah, yeah, UFC lightweight, about fucking time, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it must feel good though, man. Yeah, man, it feels it feels yeah, man, it feels awesome, man. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Um, it's finally here now. So yeah, let's get, let's get it cracking. Let's get let's get the ball rolling. It's funny, Excited. right? Yeah, because I mean, mm. we, we we were talking the last time, and I really like I felt as though you really were up in the air at that stage. You were like, it might happen, it might not. You were definitely kind of fifty fifty. How did it feel when the call came true? Can you tell us how that happened? What what was that moment like? Yeah, it was. He was. Oh, I, like, um, I had a phone call off Graham, and he was. He was like asking me all questions, and I said, "Oh, you might have to, you know, mate. You might have to get in at short notice because they're still saying like they need to cut guys, and it might be like, uh, like you might have to, you know, jump in a fight in three weeks' notice or four weeks." And I was like, "Oh, all right, that's fine." He said, "I'll have a meeting with him now, anyway. And I'll, I'll get back to you." And then he's come off. I come off the phone. I'm thinking, "Oh, bloody hell, man, bloody." Sure, no, he's fine, so I might not get in. And he's rang me back like straight away, going, "All right, mate." And there's another thing, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah what's up?" Uh, I was only pulling your leg. You, you got, you got the contract. That's slow. Yeah, yeah. I was laughing in that, and then my missus and that was those. It was getting crazy. I was just like crazy. I was laughing like it's funny, man. But I was just happy like a static. You know what I mean? Is it an emotional moment? Like I'm a very sensitive man. Uh, I can imagine I'd start bawling, crying. I'd say <laughs> in a glass box of emotion if that just happened to me. Is it like that? I mean, does it feel like like you've worked uh, for so many years just to get to this moment and then it happens? Is it like it must feel? It must be an amazing feeling. Like it must be an absolutely unbelievable feeling. I'd say so many times in your career, people have tried to knock you back. I know they have with Bama and that ticket bullshit back in the day, and then to get that yeah. call to say like you are one of the elite fighters in the world. It must be amazing. Yeah, it, it, it was. It was. A, it was like you know. It was. Oh, it was like. Uh, it was. I was relieved, and you know, it was an amazing feeling. But in in another sense, I don't want to like get too, you know, too above myself. I want to keep level headed. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, I don't want to be one of these guys like, oh, they got to the UFC and then that's it. Then they just got to the UFC and they don't do very well in the UFC. They're just like, oh, that's an achievement getting to the UFC. I ain't thinking like that. I'm getting in the UFC and I'm I'm like as soon as I got a call for the guy who am I fighting next? You know, it's what I gotta do. I've got to you know, I've gotta push on now, I've gotta improve more. Like I wanna do I wanna do well in the UFC and I know I'm gonna. Like yeah. that like so it's this like the journey I end, like I didn't wanna feel like oh I'm so over the moon. Because, like it's just starting now. So I was I kept myself level headed I've I'm keeping myself level headed and like, you know, I'm 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 getting prepared. Yes. So yeah man. Yeah man. 
It makes sense. It makes sense to me why you are the professional fighter and I am not after listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but uh, yeah, yeah, how, yeah, yeah. How, how quickly um, how quickly before you rang the scaffolding office and told them, lads, I'm not going to be in on Monday? I mean, how long did that take you? Five minutes? <laughs> uh, yeah, like, I, I, got, I got the note, I got the, um, the phone call about three weeks ago, I think it was, or two, two three weeks ago, something like that. Um, I told a couple of lads I was working with, but they kept it quiet for me. And because um, I was like, oh, I ain't going to say nothing yet because I don't know what if I've got a fight coming up or anything yet. So obviously I'm going to carry on working so I know I've got a fight. And then bottom, he, he asked me about, oh, he says, do you want to fight? And then um, I think a week later, he says, do you want to fight uh, on USC London, Mike Lee Casey? I was like, yeah, yeah, sounds. So then we all sort of, that was all sorted. So I don't know if I had to tell my gaffer that I'm not going to be on work. So then I seen him like, and I told him and he, he was sound about it. He says, yeah, yeah, just give it, give it your all, mate. It's, you know, uh, yeah, I understand all the best, man. Hope you do really well. We, we'll all be rooting for you. Yeah. It was sweet, man. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Even if it wasn't, even if it wasn't sweet, you know, I, I'm a big man. I'm, I'm in the UFC. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is Just knock him out and walk off the building. Sorry. <laughs> 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 they're all good, they're all good. Um, you you mentioned it there that the matchup in itself is one thing that's really exciting me. It's two former Bama champions, and of course, your Cage Warriors champion on top of that, but. Mark is seen as an experienced guy in the UFC. I feel like this fight is made in terms of international audiences. Of course, diehard fans know that you have a huge, like, you know, it's a very, very close fight here. A huge, I think you have a, a striking advantage. I think he has a wrestling advantage. But I did say that before you fought Jack Grant as well and you, you put, shoved them words right back down my throat. But I'm just saying in general. <laughs> but the pressure is on him here, right? Like, he's the experienced UFC fighter. From, like, the US perspective, from the UFC's perspective, if you come out, come out here and, and you do what you do and you knock this guy out, this is huge. This is a huge statement win for you. Do you feel like that? I mean, the the ball is in your yeah. court here to, to make a huge impression very quickly. Most definitely, mate. Um, that's what I'm saying when they offered me the fight. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, Sam. Obviously, I'll speak, to, I'll speak to Breeze first, mm. as I always do. Um, and Tom's like, yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. This this fight, this is you know, it's good, it's a good fight for you. It's where you need to be. It's this level of, of opponent, you know what I mean? Um, hundred percent. Got, I got belief in you that you'll go all the way to the top. Um, I feel the same, you know what I mean? And in the day, I feel like you know, I'm, I'm thirty one. I'm in my prime now. So, this is where like coming at this level. Um, someone who's like got a decent name in the in the UFC, got some good scalps. Um, it's 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 a good fight, first fight for me. So I ain't got a lot of sort of fight a couple of people who just, just got in the UFC themselves and then build myself up to this level and then build myself up again to the top 10. So I'm sort of getting straight in the mix, if you know what I mean. So it's like, come next year, I could be fighting, in, you know, for the, in, to get in the top 10 and stuff, top 15. Yes. So yes. at this stage, this stage in my career, um, so it's, um, it's, it's a good, it's a good place to be. We spoke to Leon Edwards at the top of the show, of course, your teammate at Renegade who was headlining the event yeah. against former world champion Tyron Woodley, and he said he really likes this fight for you. He's like, it's not like, I think it's a good fight in terms of Mark's a big name, etc. He goes, I think it's a great style matchup for Joy, and I think Joy is capable of knocking this guy out very quickly. Um, I mean, when you think about it, look, you're famed for your incredible hands. They call you the cannon for Christ's sake, the black country banger. <laughs> I mean, do you feel as though this is an opponent where you can really showcase your ability on the feet and and, prob- and maybe even get that knockout? Yeah, yeah, I feel like I, feel like I can go against anyone and um, get the knockouts, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, obviously, most of it got good, you know, good stand-up himself, good striker. Mm. Um, you know, he's got a few knockouts himself. 
So yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be a good fight, a good fight in the feet. But yeah, I'm totally 100 confident in my ability that I can get in there and get the stoppage. So yeah, like you say, it is a good it is a good for me. Um, especially he's, you know he's a good name and that. But yeah, it should be a good great fight for the fans, man. I'm, I'm excited. And that kind of catapults you, as you say, in the division, right? Like, I mean, Diakase is well-respected, as he should be. I mean, the guy came into yeah. the UFC as an undefeated prospect, the champion. He lost a few fights to top-tier guys, but, I mean, he, he's fought some great guys as well, like Joseph Duffy. He has some great wins. Um, do you feel as though this will kind of put the division on notice? Like, you might not have heard of him before now, but this guy, Herbert, can bang. Yeah, man, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. The guy, he's got... A good... A good name, you know. He's beat, um, he's beat Duffy, he beat uh, Venata in his last fight in it. Yes. He's, he's a decent name himself, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, get the get the scalp, and obviously, boom, they're gonna want to put me straight over there, isn't it? Yes. So yeah, I mean, it's all it's all good, man. It's all good, man. This is what we want. It's <laughs> what you got. This is what you want in your career, man. You need you need these these tests, these um things, you know. It's gonna when you look back at it when you're in an armchair and that you're gonna be like, yeah, man, I went in there and I fought these guys and I, you know, this, and I got them all work my way to the top. I did it the hard way. Oh, it's just exciting times, bro. Yes, it really is. It really is. Right, I've got two more for you, um, and, and thank you again for joining Sorry, me today, Joey. Um, first of all, right, you're in the hot seat. You have just vacated the Cage Warriors Lightweight Championship. Who, yeah. Who is going to be the next Cage Warriors Lightweight Champion? Now, we have a few guys in the mix. There's Mason Jones. Yeah. There's Paddy Pimbleth. Yeah. I'm going to forget someone. Someone's going to get upset with me. But, I mean, you know, uh, there's a few guys there. Uh, like, even... Uh, I can't think off the top of my head. Even Joe McCulgan, these different dudes all kind of jumping yeah. up and saying they want the shot. Who who do you think um, will be wearing that belt around their waist next? Um, I don't know who they're gonna who they're gonna uh, get, have the fight with. I think uh, who's Paddy fighting in London? Donovan Desme, I believe. Oh, is he fighting Desmond again, yeah? Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, I think they've been, been booked been, to happen. Yeah, I think... Yeah, like, twice, but the ball got injured, didn't they? Yeah, it's like the Habib uh, and Tony of Cage Warriors. Do you know what, bro? Do you know what I like, bro? I like that um, that young lad, Oban Alban Elliott. Oh, shit, yeah. Like, the Welsh kid. Oh, he's only had a couple of... Couple, yeah, the Welsh guy, man. He's only had a couple of... Um, I think he's about like, two or three fights in Cage but I'm telling you, mate, this kid's good, man. He's, um, I reckon he'll go all the way and get the, get the straps. I don't know if he'll get it next, but I feel like in a few fights' time, he's going to be... Um, yeah, he's gonna be up there, and he's gonna he's gonna have it, bro. So yeah, I look forward to seeing him doing doing bits in the in cage warriors. But um, for now, it's probably gonna be I'd probably say oh, Paddy might get in next. Year, to be fair, this yeah, is he, he may get in next. Yeah. Have you been trying to avoid like, saying that one way or the other there? Because a lot of people, someone's gonna get upset with you here, right? No matter who you predict, the other person's gonna get yeah, a bit upset. Give me my ass anyway. Fuck it, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, fuck it. Um, nah, oh, you know they're all good, they're all good guys. You know what I mean? Um, but like I say, I do like the look at Oban. I think he's a, he's a good, he's he's one to watch, and I think he'll get he'll get his hands on it soon. But in the meantime, I think probably Paddy will get in next. To be fair, right? Okay, and here's the next one. Okay, you are, I believe, you were the ninety sixth or ninety fifth. I did ninety fifth fighter signed from Cage Warriors no, yeah. UFC. Who is number ninety six? Um, Any division now, it doesn't have to be a lightweight. Hopefully, he's in the fire, isn't it? My, my boy in the fire, Svedjik. Yes, animal, the middleweight bro. champ. Fucking animal. <laughs> what does he say? He's like a lion. He's a fucking lion, bro. He's an he's a animal. Hope he's, he gets it, bro, and he deserves it, bro. He's been grasping for years and that. Hopefully, he gets him. Um, as, as he's defending Birmingham, defends his title, and then they give him the shout. Like, cause, and then there's an exciting fight. You know, he goes out, he puts his, wears his heart on his sleeve. It's got some banging, you get me, and uh, yeah, man, he deserves to, he deserves to be in the UFC. But if if it's not in the fires, 
it's, I, I, I reckon it's going to be um, uh, Ross Houston or, or maybe Reese McKee, to be fair. Yes, I reckon yes. maybe one of them too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean... I, Ross I, or Reese, both good lads. Yeah, I feel like Ross has been knocking on the door for so long, but it's just he hasn't had a fight recently and that's what's holding him back. It's nearly like, I feel if yeah, he wins man. one more fight, they'll, they'll sign him, you know? Yeah, hopefully they do, man. Yeah, hopefully that he gets he gets it, he gets the call. Yeah, so over him or you know, either nothing the fights and that. But maybe maybe Reece, I think Reese might be coming up there as well soon. A couple more fights as well. Yes, yes, I agree, I agree. He has that Belfast card coming up, so that could be his big statement yeah. win. Like you've had many as well before you before you get the yeah, call man. up, you know. But um. Joy, I have to thank you for coming on and joining us again. We're all delighted. Honestly, it's the best news of 2020 so far. And, and I, I love that fight, man. That fight is incredible. And, I, and I'm going to yeah, be over in London. It, yeah, so yeah. I'll be over in London and I'll get to have a sit down and chat with you over there. And I really can't wait to see it. Um, I might rob a pair of Reeboks off you or something. You know what I mean? We'll see, what, yeah, we'll see whatever you have to swear. <laughs> whatever, bro. Come on. Uh, but, yeah, man. Well, listen. I'll, well, yeah, man. Link up after us and we'll have a beer or something. You know what I mean? absolutely man that would be great um all the best to you and uh thank you so much for this again man i can't wait to see you in london all right nice one pt catch all you later best, yeah great to speak to joy and this is how much of a nice guy he is all right i asked him a question towards the end of that interview and i was like who's going to be the next cage warriors lightweight champion and you know in the moment like when when i ask questions like that i can't even think you know what i mean when you're put on the spot yeah, yeah of course and um he obviously said who he thought. I think he said Paddy, like the Donovan Desme fight, could be made for the title. Uh, he was talking about Mason Jones, different guys like that. And then he rang me back and he was like, uh, we had obviously finished the interview, so we hadn't we hadn't any recording equipment on me or whatever. He's like, I forgot to say Jack Grant. <laughs> he goes, oh, man, I, I think it definitely could be Jack Grant. So uh, I said, I'll definitely say it after the interview because <laughs> you've gone to the effort of uh, ringing me, but... Uh, what a guy. Nah, and and he's dead right. Jack Grant's a savage. Yeah. And he's got that fight with Mehdi Ben Lakhtar coming. So, yes, uh, very, very exciting stuff. But um, Now, nah, they seem like good skins, uh, him and his missus as well. Yeah, She's deadly, very yeah. active online. So, uh, you know, good people. And it's good to see it work out for them. You know, I think we can go back as far as you mentioned, I think, during the interview as well there about the Bama tickets and that absolute calamity that Bama fucked him over, shockingly. Um, <laughs> it was outrageous. It, it was the most outrageous thing I've ever seen in my life. So, How uh, stupid... Like you know, in hindsight, well, just like, look now. We said it then. That's yeah. you know, two years ago, probably at this point, and fucking just insanity. And that's what goes on to see this guy graft all the way, and even after the loss to Reese McKee, and to bounce back and bounce back in such devastating fashion, and to to ultimately get there. It's a real feel good story, and a, and a deserved feel good story. There's no, there's no, you know, there's what's the word I'm looking for here? There's no real, um, you know, with joy. What you see is what you get. Yeah. He's straight up. And there's no there's bollocks. No bullshit to him. Yeah, there's no yeah. bollocks. And I respect that a lot. And uh, I'm delighted to see him in there. And I think it's going to be a really good fight, as I said. One thing, actually. So I break this story that he's stepping in for. Actually, knew some MMA were kind of suggesting it. And they are linked to the case. He's yeah, that's very right. heavily. So yeah. I was like, all right, if they, <laughs> they're talking about this, is happening. Yeah. Um, I confirmed it then myself. And I put out the story. And look, it's great news for Joy. And and Reese is one of the guys congratulating him, a guy yeah. who used to fight. Why do people use that opportunity to get in the comments and be like, oh, mm. they should sign Reese because he knocked him out? Like, Jesus Christ. Reese has moved up a weight, he's gone yeah. a different direction. I mean, it's just so weird. Like, Reese is nothing but respect for, for I, Joy I as well. Like, like, it's just, like, look, I, I think Reese will, will be signed in the yeah. future. Like, I mean, they have these Belfast events coming up for Cage Warriors. He's going to be the centerpiece. Again. You know, um, so I think that will happen. But I just don't understand why people, when something good happens, 
they need to use the opportunity to shit on someone. You so know what I mean? Bitter it's, bastards. Yeah, it's so MMA weird. community, you're fucked up. You're all fucked up, motherfuckers. Yeah, we, I am as well. Sure. Yeah, what can I say? <laughs> very, very, very fucking true. <laughs> um, let's have a look at this 247 card, will we, sir? Talk into the microphone, help. Listen, <laughs> he's terrible for the unit. Listen, this lad playing with his shoes, playing with pens. <laughs> they don't hear me, though. Oh, I'm, I'm aware of what's going on in the ear sets here, right? It's just tough when you're trying to record okay, a podcast, you know? Up. Shut up, you little whiner. Listen. There you go. I just don't make crazy, motherfucker. Just a professional, that's all. <laughs> um, yeah, so this card is interesting. We have some very interesting uh, European fights on this. And people often ask me when I'm on the A-side with uh, our fellow that, man, Jose Young. Yeah, don't please mention that name in this broadcast. Um, Jose Youngs he uh, prick he <laughs> people always say to me they go crazy when I'm like Valentina Shevchenko's European um, lads I know I understand the, ge- the geography here and I understand that Kyrgyzstan is on the Asian border or whatever yeah, but we don't care alright that's what just that's what you just need to realise we don't give a shit we decide not you we do we are the Eurobash we fucking call the shots here but uh, so Europe's Valentina Shevchenko defending her <laughs> flyweight crown. It's in- called Euro- Eurasia Bash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's- <laughs> we got we got a syllable in. We're claiming her. Um, or, yeah. Caitlin Chukagian um, in the co-main event here. <laughs> Chukagian, um, who's also it- of European descent. Yes, we claim her as well. Oh, I'm on Team Shevchenko. Okay, here. fair enough. But um, look, the thing about Chukagian is she's hard to hit, but Valentina's very good at hitting. <laughs> So that's why I'm going. I'm going for the champion. Yeah, no, that's it. It's you know, it's similar, um, possibly t- very similar sort of style matchup to the to the uh, Jessica I matchup. You know, Jessica's a, a quick, good boxer with her hands, but listen, Valentina just has so many more tools in her locker than Chikay, you know, and that's what it comes down to. I can't see Caitlin winning this fight. She might give her a few problems. Um, I think it's just going to be a tough fight to watch as well. Like, I mean, I don't think the UFC wanted to put Chukagan in the title fight. I think they, they she basically backed them yeah, up against the wall with, with so many wins, and they had to do it. Like. They had to. I agree with you, and I don't think it's going to end well. I seem very similar, um, you know, maybe not a, 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 as uh, vicious as that knockout against Jessica, but along the same sort of lines and same sort of style of fight we're going to see here, and I can't see anything but Valentina Shevchenko coming out with her hand raised. And I think it'll be a decision, to be honest. I think Chukagin's very good at being evasive, and, you know, if she doesn't want to exchange with Shevchenko, she doesn't have to, basically. You know, she's yeah, I think, I don't, I don't think Valentina's going to want to um, hang around for five rounds and going to try and end it. I think it's just tough to do against Caitlin. I, I wouldn't rule it out going the distance there. Um, Mirsad Bektic, Against Dan Oig, uh, Ige, sorry, isn't it? Sorry, I've always said Oig, Oig. Yeah. Ige. Um, yeah, so that's a huge fight for Dan, I guess. But uh, Mirsad in desperate need of a win here. This could be oh, yeah, a very, man. very tough fight to lose for him coming off that uh, knockout loss to Josh Emmett, right? Yeah, I just, uh, you know, with Mirsad, it's been weird to see what's gone on in his career. Because it seems like he's got away from his strengths, which was obviously his wrestling and, and just bathroom people and... <laughs> Just battering people. But, like, <laughs> no, 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 but like, <laughs> it seems like he tried to stand and bang, and he's just got caught in a few fights. Like, mm. he was very good against Josh Emmett. He was probably winning the fight until he got he got caught by, by Josh, you know. And I just wonder, you know, is the mental doubts all that coming in here? But, you know, a guy that we were talking about as a potential world champion a few years ago. and but He's not far off. Like I, mean, he, like, I mean, he just needs to get some meaningful wins. He needs to get some momentum. I feel like every time we're like... Oh, yeah, like, you know, he, he's bearing down on this title shot. Mm. He'll 
suffer a bad loss. Like, I mean, Darren Elkins' loss. Yeah. That, it felt like it took a long time for him to get back. Yeah, massively, you know? massively. And then he, he beats Lamas, he beats uh, um, Pepe. Um, they had the Moicano fight booked. Mm. He got he had to pull out of that because yeah, of right. injury. And then Emma happens. Like, I mean, I wonder, all these guys who, who spend a long time wrestling and stuff, I often wonder about how their bodies are. You yeah. know, because it's, no, no, it's a grind, man. That's the fucking sport. He's just had so little momentum, as you said, talk about injuries there. He hasn't fought very often. I think that fight, what what is it? Um, it it's um, a year ago um, is the Emmett fight. Uh, oh, that was the first round. I was thinking the Elkins fight. Sorry, I don't know. It was referenced in that. But I think uh, against Josh Emmett as well, he was in control of that early on. And then obviously got caught. But yeah, it's just a matter of like getting in there and in getting, six getting years, fights. In six years with the UFC, he's fought eight times. Like there you go. Mm-hmm. It's not enough to be knocking on the door to featherweight elite level and um, you know challenging for that title. And he's a guy that can clearly do it. It's just a matter of if he's going to implement that and do it. And he's obviously up with the guys at TriStar now as well. And more of a, um, I'd love to see him really just go back to wrestling, just bang, 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 and, and just maybe get away from sort of swinging and trying to knock guys out. But Let's see what happens here. It's, it's a good fight. Fans are going to love you for that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, any other Europeans here? Yes, of course. Ilya Latifi against Derek Lewis in his heavyweight debut. The size discrepancy is going to be quite poignant there. Yeah. Like, I mean, Latifi's not the, sh- the the tallest light heavyweight. Never mind. He's made, what, 5'9", 10? Like, he's not massive. He's a, he's obviously a brick yeah. of a unit. But he looks man, like that dude out of Marvels or whatever he is that made of bowlers. Do you know yeah, that dude? I don't know what his name is. Yeah, I, I just can't see this one. You know, going again. It's for Latifi. Like he's Latifi he's, should win. Like he's, oh, he's oh, yeah. built himself up and then he's lost a couple of fights. You're just going. Where's where's he going? Yeah, like, do you yeah. know what I mean? It's been like this consistently. And then you look at Lewis. I don't know, man. I think Lewis is going to win this. Like just I, has the touch. He's him, just man. yeah. It's the touch and it's it's you know even if he's in. Comp, you know, how many times has this happened where he's been on his arse and he's been getting his ass kicked and he just comes, gets up and fucking throws a right, overhand right against the fence and someone's down. I can, I can see, like, yeah, okay, that, like, <laughs> it could definitely vintage be a, 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 a vintage Lewis fight like that. But I, I feel like Latifi has the skill set where he could just wrestle wrestle him to death here. Like, I, Would I he really be able believe. to take the beast down? Yeah, I do <laughs> the think The beast so, is yeah. big, dude. <laughs> Like he is, he's a big. Well, I think unit. that will help him. I'm interested to see them side by side. He doesn't need to change levels. He can just run flat out and take yeah. him down. <laughs> yeah, he could get a club fist to the back of the, the side yeah. of the head or something. Like I don't know. It's it's a tough one to call, but I, I think I'm going with with Derek in this one. It's just and Latif, he hasn't back in his continent. He hasn't instilled me with confidence, and you never know what you're going to get with him. Are you even European? No. <laughs> I'm from Kyrgyzstan. There we go. So, no. so you are European. <laughs> well, there, yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> but nah, he just doesn't instill me with confidence, man. And I think the, like the beast, you know, the beast pulls it out when you're, you you leave. The beast it pulls it out. This <laughs> it does sound bad. Jesus Pull out Christ. your beast. The beast pulls out. Stop. Okay, let's just move on. Let's um, get away from. We this. better talk about the Digging main event a little here. bit. Um, John Jones v Dominic Reyes. I have to say, I actually kind of like the fact that. Um, Jones has been obviously offended by people kind of bringing up the Dom Reyes as this athlete or whatever. He's like, yeah, you didn't even make a, a training day for an NFL team. You didn't even, you know, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> I, I like it. Man, the new Jones is fucking brilliant. I love him. I love... The new the, Jones? Why, well, the, you know the new, the last two years, John Jones that we've just got. Just embracing the bad guy? Embracing the fucking badass motherfucker that he is. He is. Right? So, yeah, listen, pull them all out. I don't care. Put your cards on the table. Show whatever. Now, if it gets under your opponent's skin, fuck it, and it works. Man, it's a fight game. You're only in there for a while. Yeah. 
We're not here for a long time. And like, <laughs> look, it doesn't get me. This is what I've said to Brandon. It doesn't get me excited this fight, like because man, he's done everything. He's beaten everyone. It's just it's time to go up to heavyweight. You know, win this. I think he's going to fight once more. Apparently, at light heavyweight. I just don't get it, man. Because Corey Anderson, if he beats, um, yeah, yeah, Corey does deserve it. I think Corey should have gotten this shot anyway. You know, ahead of him, and I think he did lose. I think we were both in agreement. We we're in UFC London. I think it was last year when mm. Ozdemir fought him. That Ozdemir should have really got that decision um, against against Reyes. Against Reyes. I didn't really, yeah, I, I was working in the back, so I didn't really see the fight. Um, I thought he had took a twenty nine, twenty eight, and um, yeah, yeah. I just listen. He, there's not much he can do to beat John Jones here. Is that like a compelling sell though to the US audience to see a no. guy with twelve and 0? Do you know what I mean? Like the, I'm talking about casual fans who don't watch fights, like you know, and they they tune in to buy a pay per view. Do you think that works having a no undefeated guy because they haven't promoted him? Yeah, there's very little known about you know. Even a, I'm sure a lot of the the hardcore fans wouldn't be massively aware of of Dominic Reyes. Like do you know what I mean? Like I'd say Corey Anderson would be a, a far bigger name. Corey's had way bigger spots and bigger cards than I think Corey than Dominic has, Reyes. Uh, Rattled the cage a bit too hard. I don't think he's there. Uh... Yeah, I think he pissed off Dana that time after. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, shit, I love that. It was fucking brilliant. Like, it's the best interview he's talking. ever done. It's what gets people talking. Fair fucks to him, man. And best of luck to him. And I hope he gets John Jones next. He fucking melted that mic. Jose he went did. up to that uh, that media day, that dominance MMA thing, and I can remember it just popped up on Twitter. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. What happened to Corey? Yeah, he just <laughs> he just like, he just like flipped, man. Left like, the place. You, you know, we, we've there. interviewed Corey before and. On side, I think when he fought Jimmy Mano and like fucking hell, man, that was just—it was brilliant. <laughs> fucking keep doing it. Yeah, it's good. Uh, listen, I yeah, listen, I think it's going to be straightforward work for John Jones here, and it's no disrespect to, to to Dominic. I think you know we know John is on a different level to most fighters on the planet, and uh, I think we're going to see a statement from John Jones. Introduce your interview with the great Six Guns, please. Yeah, I caught up with uh, Brandon Six Gun Gibson to talk about um, obviously the fight coming up this weekend. And I uh, asked him about some potential European prospects coming out of uh, Jack's Wink MMA Academy down there in Albuquerque. So we'll be back in about 18 minutes <laughs> to fucking wrap up the show. Always uh, a privilege uh, and a pleasure to speak to this man, one of the best striking coaches in the world. Um, it is Brandon Gibson. His fighter, John Jones, goes back uh, in the cage this weekend at UFC 247. Brandon, first of all, my friend, how are you? Great to speak to you again. Oh, I'm feeling great. Always a pleasure to talk to with you now. <laughs> Cheers, man. Uh, Brandon, we're just chatting off air there before we came on. Um, you've just wrapped up things there last night. I think you did the final spar um, with John ahead of this fight against Dominic Reyes. How's everything gone in the build-up? How's the camp gone? How's training gone? And how's John? You know, in the last 14 months, John's fought um, three times, so this will be our, our fourth time. And, you know, John had layoffs in the past for, for various reasons, but we're very excited to just have him consistently fighting and consistently in camp. And I feel like we're really taking his skill set, uh, his, his strength, his conditioning, and his overall strategy to a whole new level. What are the main challenges with John? Obviously, you know, we, we, we can talk about his, his checker past the problems he's had outside of the cage. Is is there um, maybe, you know, sometimes is it hard to get John motivated because he's literally nearly beaten everyone in the light heavyweight division? What's the major challenge you see when you're training John? No, it's, it's never motivation. Once he has an opponent, um, he really dials in and gets focused. I don't know it's going to be the marquee matchups like a, a DC or a Gustafson, but John gets ready. He does, and um, he takes so much pride in his legacy and and his status as the greatest of all time and 
you know, larger goal, not just the Dominic race, but what we want to accomplish in 2020. So getting ready, prepared, having him up at the gym is never a challenge. It's really not. He loves what he does, and our, our team's grown a bit, so we have some new people helping us out. And, um, I think that helps his motivation as well. What new people are, are helping you guys out ahead of this fight? Uh, we, we have a great um, Thai coach that's been out of the Jackson Wink for about two years now, Alex Sidipong uh, Dong. And Alex is doing a, a great job uh, helping John polish up the, the finite details of some of his Thai movements. So Alex has been a great addition. We have uh, Garrett Gonzalez, who's a new strength and conditioning coach, that's been helping out quite a bit. And then the, the staple of coaches that yeah. we've had uh, for about a decade now. What do you see, Brandon, when, you know, I think it's fair to say that maybe John has become more of a fluent striker and maybe the, the, the spinning attacks have come somewhat out of his game and, he, and he's, he's more technically based. Is that something that you've strived to do with John, is, is to get that element, maybe cleaner striking and, and more precise striking instead of doing the exuberant kind of shots and combinations? You know, I think they all complementary are complementary moves. So there's definitely a time for him to throw his... his famous spinning elbow and there's times for him to throw a spinning back kick and there's also times for him to sit down on a hard jab cross or to you know like the second dc yeah. fight really attack the body to set up the head strike so i i feel like as his his full arsenal gets more polished the more we'll be able to bring out the creative attacks and combos but you know even in the last um few fights we, we saw him throw like some amazing like jumps yeah faint shot flying knees at santos and and Anthony Smith and, and spinning heel kicks and John's eyes are just continuing to get that much sharper. <laughs> For you, and I, I noticed that fight, it's, it's funny you brought that up against Sanders. I, I, I could remember, um, it, it was either you or maybe or, or Greg or, or, or Mike, I'm not sure, um, calling for John to do more combinations. Would you like to see John maybe put more volume together when he's throwing combinations? Um, John is like the king of of a variable single strike uh, attack at times. So once he does decide to, to switch and go into a, a combination, you know, he'll usually hit a hundred percent of all the moves yeah. in the combo. Um, John's very patient. Like there's, there's no rush. And I think that's another huge advantage John has in these title bouts is how accustomed he is to fighting five rounds. You know, he's been Definitely. fighting five round fights for a decade now. So he knows he has time in these, he doesn't have to come out swinging right away. He doesn't have to throw the kitchen sink. He's very methodical about when we throw a combo, when we use, you know, and, and how we establish attacks. Definitely. Were you a little, do you ever get frustrated in that situation then? Because in the Santos fight, there was possibly an opportunity in the fifth round to finish Santos. And God knows how that guy stayed in that fight altogether with his, his knees blown out. It was a remarkable show of courage. Um, but is there ever frustration that you want John to maybe, you know, pile it on a little bit more in situations like that to get the finish? Oh, we, we always love a finish, but we love victory <laughs> even more. So, you know, Santos was very, I mean, even with his knee injured, he was swinging such hard hooks and, and being there cage side, I could, you could feel the velocity of those. You could see the sweat flying and, and you could see Santos had no quit in him. He was, he was going to swing yeah, as hard as sure. he could until the bell. So, you know, John had to stay very cognizant, very aware, and uh, continue to, you know, make sure that he controlled the fight and dominated, not give Santos an edge or uh, the slightest win they'll win. 
what do you see? I know you're obviously a big student of the game, you know, being in the, in the profession you're in and in the striking business. What, what do you see in Dominic Reyes? Because, you, you know, it's been a little bit up and down for me, for him. I know he's unbeaten, but, you know, possibly that fight against Vulcan Ozdemir in London, I was over covering the fight. And, and, you know, a lot of people had that fight scored for Vulcan. And then he obviously coming off a win last time out as well. What do you see in an opponent to him for John Jones? Um, I think Dominic's greatest strength is his confidence. You know, he, he has a competitive mindset. Um, he, he comes out um, very hard early on. And I agree with you. I, I scored the Vulcan fight um, yeah. in Vulcan's favor. Uh, I thought Vulcan did more than enough in the second and third to wrap it up. But Reyes stayed game. You know, he, he like Santos, Reyes also stayed dangerous throughout the fight. You know, he caught... Ovens uh, with mm-hmm. a second left. So, you know, I, I think he always has great power in his left side, uh, good speed on his right side, and he's game. He knows that this is a big moment for him, and I think he's going to do everything he can to seize it, and it's going to be our job to yeah. shut him down on every area. Take him to some deep waters. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to to, to seeing John obviously back in there. I think like the, the mixed martial arts world is. But, but when, when you look back in the past, and you know John's talked about how he, he let you guys down at times with his actions outside of the cage. When you're in the gym now with John, and and, and that situation arises, he's back in the gym. Do you sort of look back and and you could see maybe faults? You know him coming in training, different things that he was doing. And maybe what I'm saying is, can you recognize if John was maybe up to no good outside of the cage from, from his behavior in the gym? You know, I think we, we all really stuck by each other through the trying times. And we knew that these good times were, were going to come. And we just had to, you know, stay committed to each other, stay focused on, on the large goals and help each other become better men, each and every one of us throughout these experiences. And, um, I think we kind of made a vow to each other that, um, you know, when when we got through all of these trials and tribulations, that we would fight as hard as we could for each other, and um, and I, I believe that's what we're doing. I think 2019 um, was a great example of that. So, yeah, you know, John's in a much different place mm. than he was a few years ago, and I see um, his strength and his resolve and his maturity. So. I'm excited that his personal life is getting um, a better and better place every day, and I think that will show even more in the art he puts out in the cage. Is John much like Conor McGregor that, you know, you sort of have to keep him in the gym, you have to keep him busy um, in the world, and obviously of mixed martial arts. Do, do you have to keep him in the gym to, to maybe keep him out of a, a little bit of trouble outside of the cage? Oh, I'd like to think that even, you know, when he's done with the fight yeah. game that uh, he won't be causing no trouble. <laughs> But I, I think that having a, a passion and a goal and a love for what you do, no matter what our jobs are in life, um, will, will benefit you in, in every capacity. So, you know, when John does have a fight and a goal, um, I think he's truly at his best in every area of his life. Obviously, the testing, I think, is going to come up again this week. Uh, you know, obviously, the, the, the peak of Grams, um, that was in the build-up to the last fight and, and the, the fight prior against DC. Um, you know, the amount of testing, I think John was tested, you know, about nine to, to ten times, uh, you know, in the last fight. Has it been the same in, in this fight camp? Has John been rigorously, rigorously tested over and over again? Oh, yeah, and, and John's still tested by three different agencies. He's still tested by USADA, WADA, and Nevada. Wow. So, John, John, I mean, he's the most tested athlete in 
mixed martial arts for sure, if not any sport. Um, yeah, and you know there, there'll always be those uh, those those critics out there. Um, but it's funny because now you saw it as new limit on the in through metabolite that he had um, get, failed for, been flagged for. I used SADA as now an acceptable limit. So with the current limits, we would have never been pulled out of UFC 200 or, or any, wow. any of these other issues. So I think it was a, at a point where the science was better than our understanding of it. Like the testing capacity was better yeah. than our understanding of it. Does that piss and, you off? Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, we all lost out on a lot of opportunities. Um, I, I, I feel like it brought, um, you know, we we know that there was never anything wrong or unfair in these competitions. So, you know, it, it was just lost opportunities. Um, yeah. But regardless, we, we have opportunities ahead of us, uh, start, you know, next Saturday. And we just stay focused on that and, and grateful for the path we're on. And um, I, I hope that the science and the sport continues to evolve and, and we are able to keep the sport as you know, as clean yeah. as possible. That that's all of our goals. Definitely, I totally agree with you. You guys speak, and it's something that you often say as well. And I know you're obviously looking at the task in hand on, on Saturday, but but after a win, normally you know you're straight back to the drawing board of what's next for for John Jones, providing he gets a win on Saturday. You know, Israel Adesanya has had a little bit of beef with, with John Jones, and he's obviously you know the, the middleweight champion. Jones is obviously the light heavyweight champion, but two phenomenal strikers. Is that something John's having fun with, do you think, or is that something that you could see potentially happening down the line? Oh, I could definitely see that fight um, lining up down the road. They're two, you know, stars in our game. I think these will. this will be a fight that fans will really want to see. Um, as Israel has a few more title defenses, I, I think their paths could cross in a line. Um, I, I saw Izzy say the other day that he's not worried about weight, and I that he's fought at heavyweight in yeah. kickboxing before. And, and I love that attitude that he has. And um, who knows, maybe they'll be able to sell out a stadium one day for that bout. I would, I would be excited to train for that one. Who wouldn't, man? Jesus Christ. Imagine that in, a, in, in the stadium show. That would be uh, that would be insane. Um, listen to me, right? You know, the, the talk is going to go on about, you know, I think maybe if John wins this fight on Saturday, there's, there's literally no one else in, in the light heavyweight division at the moment. I think in terms of, as you say, a marquee name to, for John to get really excited about. And, you know, a money fight as well, which obviously he deserves. Do you think this is possibly the last time we'll see John Jones at light heavyweight and he'll, he'll gradually make that move towards heavyweight this year? Um, I think a move towards heavyweight will be inevitable. Um, I, I think that is one of our bigger goals. But whether it's this year or next or 2022, I, I, I don't know. Um, I definitely think we'll see John fight at light heavyweight again. Um, for sure, for sure. I mean, this is a belt he's owned for a decade, and who knows where the path will take us, but it's something that I know he holds a little deal. What's John's mindset, and what's your mindset when you see, you know, the likes of, of these, the, the, the talk of him, you know, fighting DC again at heavyweight, or Stipe Miocic, or, you know, uh, French Cameroonian Francis Ngannou. Is there an excitement there for John's? John to, to go up and do that? Oh, absolutely. And we've been seeing John train with, you know, Hall of Fame championship caliber heavyweights for a long time, like Arlovsky and Overeem and Travis Brown and Frank Mir. We've had so many greats at our gym. 
And so, uh, you know, I've seen John firsthand um, demonstrate his skills against heavyweight fighters, and I know he's very confident. And as the challenges in light heavyweight um, continue to be resolved, um, I, th- I think heavyweight is a logical next step. Brandon, and I know you're a guy, you're, you're very astute and in what you do with your striking coaching and, and I know you look on at fights quite a lot and there must be something in your mind that you'd like to see down the line is it you know Francis Ngannou Miocic at heavyweight is there anything that really sort of excites you as a coach looking on at that man I think John matches up very well against so many of the heavyweights I would I would love to see you know the game plan we could develop for a power puncher like Stipe or a trilogy fight against DC at heavyweight or an ultimate powerhouse like Nagano, uh, man, there's so many possibilities that excite me. Just like Adesanya. <laughs> um, so it, it really is our goal to, you know, make sure that we take care of business with Dominic to create opportunities like that for ourselves in the future. 100%, man. Imagine seeing any of those fights uh, just be unbelievable. And I think we will, hopefully, down the line anyway. But uh, listen, i got to ask you this one. You know, you get a lot of European fighters through the doors there, training with you in Albuquerque. Is there anyone you can, we can, you know, you can point out at the moment that we should be looking out for over here in Europe that's, that's training with you or come through the doors in the last year? Man, I have a um, fighter, Manolo, from Italy, uh, 145er. He's been fighting on some, you know, different regional shows here and there. I think he's fought in Bellator. Um, but Manolo's ultra-talented kickboxer, surprisingly strong wrestler, and he helped prepare in Pico a lot for this wow. uh, most recent victory. Phenomenal so, yeah, we, we have some good ones coming through. Um, French fighter uh, in the UFC, uh, Thibaut Golti. Yeah, I know Thibaut, um, yeah. He, he's, he's been a gym staple. He's been doing really well becoming part of our team, and um, yeah, we always have some amazing fighters coming in and out. You know, there's a young Irish fighter I uh, I trained. He's he's 17, probably 18 now. Um, it is like my most viewed video on Instagram, and uh, this young man is is ultra talented, and I know he's going to do some big things. But I'm waiting to get him back in the gym. He's uh, he's traveling around quite a bit, but. He'll be an Irish superstar one day. Yeah, who who is that? I I probably know him. Um, <laughs> I'm, 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 my brain is drawing a blank right now. He's like one of my favorite youngsters. Uh, you can't I'm remember the guys. Irish names. We'll, we'll let you off, Brandon. No, no, no. I'm, I I feel so embarrassed because right I like brought him up. To... No worries, man. <laughs> I'm going to follow up with you on this. Gonna... Sure, throw me a text later on. There's, there's no stress. Yeah, I feel embarrassed right now. It's still early here in the States. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Uh, listen, all right, ultimate prediction for the fight on Saturday. Are we going to see John get in there and, and, and you know, show the world why he is, you know, potentially the greatest mixed martial artist of all time? Yeah, I, absolutely. I think we have five rounds against a dangerous opponent, but... Um... We're going to really exploit this guy as the fight goes on. Um, I'm, I'm, I think John has all the tools in all the areas to finish him, but that's what that's what we're really looking for is a finish. Um, John's going to make a statement in this fight. Brilliant! I look forward to it. I'm, I'm, I'm and, super. And alas, alas, my my brain, my synapses fired. My young Irish protege, Dara O'Sullivan. Oh wow. Dara O'Sullivan. No, no, he's back home in Ireland. All right, okay. He's been training at SBG a little bit with uh, 
with Owen Rowdy. Talented little, he's a talented young kickboxer, but one of the best like teenage talents I've ever seen. So wow. I'm embarrassed. I drew a blank on that for a second, but there you go. Um, yeah, I hope to see Young Dara again. You redeemed yourself, Brandon. <laughs> Brandon, uh, it, it's always a pleasure. I look forward to the fight on Saturday night, and I do appreciate your uh, your knowledge and your insight and your time for for stopping by on the show today. Uh, good to speak to you, my friend. Always a pleasure, sir. Thank you. And now that's all the interviews on our Eurobash Extravaganza this week. Um, fair play, Noel. Extravaganza. Yes. Absolutely. Do you want me to? <laughs> yeah, do your Morgan. This is the, <laughs> the last interview. Morgan Charrier, Brandon Gibson, <laughs> ja, Leon ja, Edwards, <laughs> Jai Herbert. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, good one, good one, man. Yeah. Just, oh, what a girl from Rooney about 20 years ago. All right. Um, yeah, you're going to ask me at United. Bruno Fernandes. Yes. Um, what did you think of their transfer window? Uh, the coronavirus has gifted you with another striker, I believe, because he can't play in uh, China. Yeah. Right? What's that guy's name? Odian Agallo. He's played for Watford. <laughs> so he's top quality as well. Listen, team. right, you know, I didn't need numbers. Simple as that. And I've I've talked about this in work quite a lot. That It's just numbers. It's all about numbers. The board there haven't bought the players. They haven't replaced what they got rid of last summer. I think they got rid of 11 last summer. They bought in three. So it's desperately, desperately uh, in need of numbers. And this guy, yeah. He's a real direct sort of striker, so he'll nick a goal or two, you know. You're only as good a player as you play with, so interesting, yeah, but I'm, I'm very much more excited about Bruno. A lot Bruno of people told me that I didn't watch the match, um, his debut, he was played out of position. Um, that that wouldn't fill me with confidence now if I was still a big football Yeah, player. he was sort of playing on the right uh, and on the inside. Holding midfielder number, number 10, yeah. Second half, he, he actually started playing in, in the holding midfield position. But he just looks so good in the ball that I think you can put him anywhere. He's one of those players, you know, technically good. And um, a real asset to Manchester United Football Club, I think, going forward for the rest of this season. After the winter break, Peter. Yeah, like really good sign that they're drawing with Wolves now. The Wolves uh, are a really good side. They aren't. They're shite like United. They're in the same position as they're in and they have half the points of the lead, lead, league leaders at the moment, I believe. Yeah. So they're not a good side. They're a good side. They're a middle side. Not a good side. side. Like Manchester United at the moment. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, the Super Bowl, like, I mean, I'm kind of disappointed with myself. I like, fell asleep at halftime, just went home because I'm like, I, I, of all the things I should be able to shine on, it's like staying up late for sports events. And look, at the biggest stage, I fell, you know? Did you stay up and watch yeah, the whole thing? Yeah, I watched the whole thing. Yeah, I didn't go out for it now. I stayed, stayed at home and... Just it's the best it way my... to do it. It's best to stay at home when it's on that, that fucking hour anyway, you know what I mean? Yeah, it wasn't over till half four. Jesus. Four o'clock, so. Yeah, and I watched it. I wouldn't, like, you know, I'd watched, I've watched it more American football this year probably than ever before. And, uh, no, I do enjoy watching it. It's not the worst, but I wouldn't be a massive, you know. I only watch Super Bowl. Yeah. I don't even know the, the player here and there or whatever, but Kansas is a very uh, strong MMA community. So, Kansas City in Missouri. So, uh, they'd be very yeah. happy. Yeah. I actually thought your man Mahomes played for the, the 49ers. So did I hit the start. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that's that's the fucking shit I am with yeah, this. Yeah, Garoppolo is the quarterback for the 49ers. Yeah, I was. I just basically learned who the teams were by looking at people's jerseys. There's loads of parties on in town. Like Dublin goes mad for it now these days. There's a lot more stuff it's than there was crack, 10 like, years you know, ago. Yeah. yeah, I think it's just a night out for people. Yeah, absolutely. We were saying that on the yeah. way and we're like, we're just doing this for points. <laughs> That's you it, know you know what I mean? I, I was half tempted to go last night when I fuck it, I better not like, but uh, yeah, maybe next year, maybe I'll, 
maybe maybe I'll be at the Super Bowl. Maybe I'll be playing for for one of the teams. It's a good point. Quarterback. I'd say it's good chance of happening. Actually, yeah, I'd say so as well. Um, yeah. So I mean, we're back back um with the MMA action this weekend. Um, I'm actually kind of looking forward to an L. John Jones fight and Shevchenko. I like an L. Double header. Yeah, it is. Like I'm interested by these fights. Like I, I like Justin Taffa and Juan Adams. I'm seeing two inexperienced heavyweights on the main card that has the potential to stink the place out before those title fights. Apologies. It is the potential to f- fucking get it going the other way as well, man. Yeah, Taffa Taffa's a knockout artist, but Juan Adams yeah. is certainly a wrestler based on what I saw against him and Greg Hardy. Anyway, he's yeah, dying to wrestle him. So interesting. I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not buzzing for the card, and that's even after speaking with Coach Gibson. But. Uh, it just, it just. What card are you buzzing for anymore, though? No, I am. I'm buzzing for a <laughs> load of cards, man. I am like Tony and Habib. Like, you know, we're not going to get them every day of the week fighting each other. <laughs> Certainly not. Um, but I just think at the moment, why John's John has just cleared out everyone that it's hard to. I just think the heavyweight things just needs to happen sooner rather than later. Mm. Yeah, no, I am intrigued. I, I think there's so many good options there, yeah. lucrative options there for the UFC yeah. and for John Jones. So, yeah, I think this could be. The penultimate time at yeah. 205 before he goes heavyweight. I do imagine he will return to 205 even though he fights a heavyweight because he makes the way fairly easily as far yeah, as yeah, um, he does. It's not a it looks. But um, yeah, that's Easy all we have well. for you. Think yeah. I'm going to get myself a KFC or something. Are you hungry? Yeah, I'm starving. Lovely curry there earlier. It was good. Nice. Did you go for the Did you go for the fried rice or the boiled? No, I fucking I made it myself. So you can't make fried rice now? Yeah, of course I can. I make a wicked fried rice. No, no, just do the boiled one. You can't go fried rice with curry. It's only Chinese curry you go fried rice. What not Indian. What fucking curry are you talking about? Oh, right. okay, okay, yeah, okay. No, that's fair enough. That's fair a different enough. thing. Yeah, what yeah. kind of Indian curry? That's it's just like Indian texture. Like there was coconut. Like you don't put coconut in. in. Sounds toy to me. No, you can put Kerala as a big coconut area in, in India. How many times have you been to India? Loads. <laughs> Loads. Okay, just stop talking shite. Like, fucking wrap the show. They asked me about fucking what ingredients are in a curry. Okay, we're doing a cookery fucking show next week, lads. I'd love to do a cookery show. I do would. It. I'd love to do a food vlog. We should do one when we're in Vegas sometime. Just go eat the fucking face off ourselves. Nah. Yeah. So too busy. Nah. When you're fucking I just want to go for our food. Like, yeah, that is true. But, um, Roy, look, we're going. We're talking shite. We love these loads. Say thanks for all these interviews. Good luck. It was a lot of work. Thank you. Bye.